Welcome to Psychic Sisters. We are two souls on a mission to demystify what it means to be psychic. I'm Gabrielle and this is my soul sister Cass. And if you're ready to understand what being psychic really means, come join us weekly because psychicness isn't out of this world, it's grounded in ourselves. And honestly, we are so sick of the lies, the misconceptions and the misconstrued nature of what they say it is. So come learn the truth with us and let yourself be psychic. Hello and welcome to Psychic Sisters. It is your girl here, Cass, and beside me is my wonderful co-host, Gabrielle. And today we are diving into one of our favorite topics, Mm. which honestly is, um, and it is emotions and just our point of view on it, how important it is for you just as an individual, as a psychic, as an intuitive, as a business owner, it's just being a goddamn human being, mm. really, to be completely honest. And I have shared very openly about my own journey over the last 18 months to two years on really opening up emotionally because it was not something that I felt safe to do and it was actually the dear Gabrielle here beside me who made me aware of how shut off I was emotionally and it has been something that we've been working on together and obviously even just I know for me a lot of my my clients and stuff you know mirror this aspect back and I I know probably for Gabrielle I don't want to project onto it but I think it can sometimes be the same at least to your level right Mm -hmm. And so we just want to share the importance, I guess, of just kind of being open, especially for me. Like I really wanted to talk into about how important it is for deepening your relationships with people and that type of thing. So what did you want to add before we go any further? I just want to add before we go any deeper is the fact that we all perceive, right? A lot of us, some people actually haven't had the concept before that not everyone thinks the same as them. Mm right there are people who are unaware of that Mm. so how we all process emotions is really 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 different and when it comes to being in a relationship or partnership or friendship it's really important that we don't just continuously project which is give what we perceive someone else is thinking or feeling onto them and we actually actively check in Mm. just feel like that's a really good place to start yeah do you want to expand on that further yeah, so when we are, like, we're all an individual being, right? At a core, fundamental, spiritual level, we're all one. Mm-hmm. But realistically, we're quite separated, especially in the mental compartment where we really don't understand what other people think and feel. And most of us are walking around projecting every day, like, Susie's sad, but maybe Susie doesn't actually feel because there's a lot of people who actually don't feel they think they feel and when we think we feel we're not feeling we're thinking Mm. and we actually have to unlock the ability to feel and feel safely especially for those empathic children who if you say the words a lot right i'm a lot Mm. Mm. you are probably in the over emotional spectrum too much too much yeah big thing for me and my clients yeah so 
you probably were told that your emotions were a lot. They weren't a lot. They were just more than the other person can handle. Mm. And maybe they aren't they aren't being held in a way that you get to process them with fucking ease because like honestly emotions are meant to be easy Mm. like it's not meant to be overly complicated you just have to be okay with yourself and like it's something we talk about like i talk about in my realm all the time about like who was the person who told you that feeling emotions wasn't safe right because that person there shifted your whole reality because if we weren't all emotionally constipated which we'll get into deeper when we go into underexpression or overexpression we um we all would be able to hold each other support each other feel each other and instead of talking about talking about love feeling love because there's a huge difference between talking about you're in love and feeling in love and some people only have the former and some people only have the latter and this whole conversation isn't about how we are or how our emotions are but what emotions can be like and how easy they get to be to handle because when we feel like we're a lot it's just because we don't have the processing tools to really sit and be with them Mm. and when we feel like we're not feeling anything and we're in that numb state it's because we're in fight or flight generally I'm not a psychologist there's probably a whole other range But they are the two simplest ones that I've seen and they're the biggest ones that I see in my everyday life. Hmm. Yeah, I'd love to just like expand on the whole intellectual versus feeling space because this was where Mm. I was at. Um, Yeah, you have a better perception of what it's like to be on the opposite spectrum. Yeah, so uh, I intellectually perceived and understood emotions to that that was it it was just intellectual I didn't actually and this is going back you know Gabrielle said at the beginning you you know how people think that everyone thinks how they think right Mm. I guys like I was genuinely unaware of the fact that emotions were supposed to feel Mm. like something I just thought it was an intellectual concept of like oh I feel sad or like I feel happy or I feel love. Like I said the word feel, but I didn't actually understand. I didn't perceive that it was something to feel because I, I, I had shut down my ability to, to feel. Mm, because feelings are a somatic-based system in our body. So what we mean by somatic, it just literally means in the body. But like somatically in my heart, I feel love. Like it feels like a warm ball in my chest, mm. right? In my like when i'm feeling like really excited about life it's in my stomach Mm. when i feel really nervous it's in my back like what Mm. are some for you well uh, i felt grief for the first time in my life probably like six months ago and it was like this sinking sensation in my chest that i felt then almost fizzle or flow out into the rest of my being and I thought that was really amazing like it, I, I don't know if you remember but I was just like oh my god I'm feeling grief and this is amazing oh my god this is so sad but also like it was such an enlightening experience for me to actually feel that emotion in my body for potentially the first time or at least my the first time as an adult because um, I obviously hadn't felt emotions for so long mm. um, love and the heartwarming sensation in my chest and like happiness for me always comes from like my solar plexus or sacral area 
Mm. Um, but then, you know, like, let's flip it. Like for me, like when I feel that overwhelming sensation of like anger, like I literally feel my entire body mm. heat up. Right. Or if I'm sad, that's when there's like a literal hole in my chest. Mm, see, I sadness to me feels my it's in my eyes. Mm. And then I get this feeling of when I have fear, it's always in my neck. Mm. Um, like at the front of my neck, like someone's choking me. Mm. Um, anger is like anger is in front of me. Mm. Anger is here and I want to punch it. Mm. Like it's not, that's so interesting because I don't have anger in my body because I just want to. Punch, she's punching people, but everyone, that's what the sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, and, and we share this because we want you to, to see and, and compare the fact that we're just two individuals and, and our own feelings and emotions feel it completely different. And this is the point, right? Like, your own individual experience in this space is going to be exactly that individual yeah and it's not something that we're that this life is ever dedicated to teaching us mm. like this life never was like sit down and this is what happy is they're like happy is when you're joyous mm. and they kind of taught us that way right yeah intellectually and that doesn't mean anything so understanding your life intellectually this is what happens yeah i'm going to search for my partner say i fall in love say i buy a house say i have kids and constantly wonder why you're unhappy i just really want to share something <laughs> and we've spoken about this i've shared you know guys i i was married i'm divorced now and i genuinely don't know if when my ex-husband first told me he loved me if I actually loved him at least upon reflection because the thing is I didn't feel right I didn't feel an emotion because I didn't feel anything I just intellectually heard someone say to me I love you and I was like I love you too and then eight years goes by a house two dogs marriage I start to feel emotions and I'm like hang on a second I don't feel anything when I look at you <laughs> you know like it's really I mean it's fucking sad but anyways that's a whole other thing but the thing is this is a really good example of the fact that I built an entire life based on what I intellectually believed I was supposed to do I had a five-year fucking plan meet the man get married have a secure like corporate job buy the house, you know, up next was obviously kids and stuff. I was absolutely not checked in with how I actually felt about anything. I just believed that was the first, it was the path forward for me. And like, that's like, so many people are living their life like this, actually just trying to intellectually design their life rather than connecting. But they're not even designing body. it. They're actually no. just living off the blueprint. Okay, so we went to school mm. and now we don't want to make you think or feel. Just make sure you get an A and don't worry if you need to go to the toilet. Mm. You know, like what the actual Fuck. crap. Yeah, fuck is fine. Yeah, but that's exactly it. Like our entire society is conditioning us to be worker dogs. 
right? But that's, we're shifting, Mm. right? So many more people are waking up in this space. And guys, we talk about emotions because it's so important for you to understand that really we use the word emotions and, and talk about emotions in a way to just be like, we're just trying to get you to be a fucking regulated human being that switched on and out of their minds. Like I literally had something come through to me the other day while I was on a call with a client and I was like, I'm literally just here trying to decondition people out of their mind and into their body. Hmm. Right? Like that's all I'm trying to do. I do it through human design and I just do it through the way that I work with people. Like, because I myself have done that journey. Hmm. Right? I'm like, I just want you to actually feel into yourself to decide what is actually right for you. And if we go back quite a few episodes ago, I was trying to explain to the community that like your emotions are meant to indicate to you where there's problems in your life. Mm. But the, the problem is that we've all been so conditioned that it's normal to be angry at work or to be pissed off or mm. to feel numb or to w- come home and watch TV and be in fight or flight, right? Mm. And fight or flight will send us into a pattern most of us dissociate. Scroll Instagram, watch Netflix, eat ice cream, eat food, go to the gym. Like for a lot of people, going to the gym is just association. Mm. Yeah. Right? So I'm not saying any of that's bad. I'm just saying that's what humans do. Like we're not trying to tell you you're bad if you don't think. We're just trying to be like, it's actually amazing when you do. Because the truth is, realistically, I had a quite a few people message me lately asking for business advice and my answer will always be the same do shadow work and you you don't understand why but because when we're in this constant fight or flight we can never make a clear-headed emotional decision Mm -hmm. we're always just trying to run from fear right and now if you just look at your life and go am i just running from fear or am i trying to thrive thriving (laughs) like that is the point of this life that like i just got off the back of two readings right what is my life purpose and what do i want to do and i'm like oh fuck we're meant to fornicate under trees oh my god could we be please fornicating under trees like why are we obsessed with getting a career because the career is not going to make you happy if you're not happy inside of yourself and here's a real kicker i've lately been having conversations with all of my clients so hi guys if you're listening but we have been talking about how much percentage of their time do they allocate to thinking about other people? Because mm. that's dissociation. If you're always thinking about someone else, you're actually not inside of yourself, right? So how much percentage do you reckon you think about other people? I reckon yours would be quite low. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, maybe 20 to 30%, like mm. maybe. Yeah, actually, I'm, I think I'm more up around the 40. Yeah. It's I'm, getting better. It was probably it, 70. It, it, it would have been a lot higher, but yes. Um, that's been something we've discussed and, and all the things. So, nah, keep going. I lost my train of thought. That's fine. I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> so we dissociate in a lot of ways and we're not trying to shame. We're just trying to teach and understand that like when you come from a regulated space and something I used to do before I learned heaps compared to what I know now I used to always tell my clients what do you need, what do you want, need, and desire. If you can tell yourself what you want, need, and desire each day, you'll live a life at least working towards making yourself happy. So what do you want? Today, I want to spend some time in nature. What do I need? I need to do my washing. What do I desire? I desire to have fun. Mm. Right? That's how simple it gets to be. But normally, you get up out of bed, you rush to get to work, right? You run late to work, then you sit at work for eight hours, then you come home, and then you watch Netflix. Can you imagine what it would have been like if you just did those three things? 
Like how much different would your life be compiling that five days a week? Yeah. And this is where so many people get stuck when we start to talk about this kind of stuff because they, they have this perception that nothing can change, right? Mm. Like, I'm... How many readings do we do that, like, um, did you think about getting a different job? Yeah. Like, oh, well, I, 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 I can't. Well, why? why? <laughs> like, literally, well, actually, I'm literally, I've just written a post about this, right? About just the only thing standing in the way of anything changing is you. Like, you're literally just constantly cock-blocking yourself if you're trying to say, well, I can't change anything. Actually, you fucking can. Mm, people who are like, I hate change. Uh, if I do another fucking reading for someone where they're just like, I just don't think that's going to happen. I'd be like, well, you're a resistant fucking bitch. Of course something's going to happen. Like, do you really need to... It's so interesting. I've never had anyone say that in a reading. Really? Wow. Just at the shop. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just a couple. Just like, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm like, well, what are you trying to resist here? It's very interesting. It's very intriguing. Anyways, I want to talk about the disassociation mm. part, right? Yeah. That's what I was trialing off for, then I got distracted. That's fine. We're doing good. I know, we're doing so good. Because um, <laughs> the, dis- the, the dissociating um, is something that's been coming up a lot in my life recently, only because I realized just how disassociated I've been in my life, right? So I want to talk into this because it leads into the intellectual, leads into the emotional side of things, right? Guys, I'm a very intellectual being. She's the smart one. I'm, I'm the feeler. She's, uh, yeah, she's the feeler. I'm the smart one. But like, we're evening out. Hey, I'm out. smart about emotions. Yeah, we're evening out. Like, this is the beauty of our yin and yang relationship. So I... Wait, can I say that enough? Please. There's something really cute about us. We're going to get matching yin and yang tattoos and we're going to keep you updated because I just needed to say it out loud yes. just so something will happen about us just because I'm struggling to get that into my fruition. So thank you so much, every okay. person who listened for it's that manifestation. Coming. It is coming. So the disassociation, <laughs> total side trip, Bob, what are we going to do? Um, the disassociation, right? So this is something that I've experienced a lot in my life and I'm now obviously aware of it. And while it still may happen, I'm aware of it so I can switch myself back. But... If you don't have a lot of memories, whether that's just from childhood or a particular point in your life, this is because you have disassociated at that time. If you're okay, not, but you only disassociate when there's trauma involved. But trauma, little t or big T. Yes. So we only store emotions if they're sorry we only store memories if there's an emotion right guys so when there's an emotion happening that you don't feel comfortable with and you turn that emotion off therefore you don't store the memory right Mm. subconsciously it is there for you and this is what i want to talk about because what i've been experiencing and i've had a lot of my clients mirroring back to me recently is just how many memories they're starting to have come back to them once we start to make them feel safe, and I, like for me, for instance, I felt safe within actually feeling these emotions for the first time. Because what happens is when you're triggered, right, right, and you're experiencing some type of emotion, that memory, right, that emotion is like got a red string of fate attached to some memory in the back of your subconscious that it's like a guitar string has been plucked, right? And then that memory is going to like shoot itself back potentially into your awareness for you to process and heal that do you want to do you you know Mm. yeah i see your concept Mm. 
that's how I've been seeing it. That's my visual that I've been seeing, right? Just in terms of what's been experienced, I've been experienced in my own self. I just think we're not talking to enough of why we disassociate. Like, so let's let's do examples to why this might happen. Mm. So, so many people talk about big T, small T trauma. We're just going to talk about T trauma that happens to all of us, mm-hmm. not big idealistic, not idealistic, big events. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like. Let's say as a kid, you weren't allowed to get angry. Did right? me. That's a great example, me. Yeah, but I was going to change it a bit, but I'll just okay. go with you now. <laughs> so as a kid, you weren't allowed to get angry or show any emotion. So every time you did, you were sent to your room. You're blessed. You're so lucky to live in a first world country. How dare you cry about that? You have no idea what it was like when I was growing up. I used to get that one all the time. Mm. Um... Like, eat some cement. Have a cup of cement and harden the fuck up. up. Got that, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Rub some dirt in it. mm, All these things, right? right? And those things. So say that happens to you 50 times, right? And you weren't allowed to show emotion. It's teaching you. It's actually creating a survival mechanism, Mm. right? Oh, I actually can't do that or I get kicked out of the group. So if that's happened to you 50 times, you will stop feeling because that's congruent with your safety need right now, right? And that's how easy it is for us as humans to turn our emotions off. Unless you're like me and I stuck it to the man. Well, and, and what I'm seeing, and let's go into the overexpression, underexpression, is that what we're, what, what, I'm, what we're seeing is that you either will overexpress your emotions if you have experiences where you don't feel safe to feel them. So, so as a child, I wasn't allowed to feel my feelings, but I then started to overexpress them and just like prove to them that it was okay to feel feelings from a really young age by poor parents. Yeah, and I was on the other end of the spectrum where I underexpressed. So I completely shut my emotions and desires for anything off. Because it did not feel safe for me to do that. And the best way for me to just keep love was to be numb. Mm. And then you can't feel love. And something that I really want you to do right now is actually go and look at your two parents. Can you actually feel love from them? And is it the same type of love you get from a partner? Mm. Because technically all love actually is the same love. There is no different, and this is my perception, my reality, based on how love feels in my body. I get the same love from my partner, it feels in my heart, than it does from my mother or from you. Mm. Right? It's the same feeling, right? Mm. It has different aspects all attached to it. Yeah. Right? But I really want to dive into what under and over expression means and something that I haven't really talked to Cassidy about. So... Cassidy is that's her nickname for me. Don't use it. It's mine. <laughs> you know, girl's got to have what a girl means. All right. So I want you to, if you haven't ever, let's pull up an emotions wheel for me, Cass. Oh, no problem. I literally just sent this to a client. So it'll be super easy oh, to find. Magic. Oh, that's my is. favorite emotions I wheel. Know. I'm so proud of you. Okay. So let's use this example. Let's say yesterday it was Valentine's Day. And let's say I was having a really busy work day. Mm-hmm. And someone walked in and gave me flowers. Anyways, we would have had to hype. I would have had to like work myself up and be like, oh my God, thank you. I'm so excited. Whilst, because I'm over expressing something, I'm under expressing, 
right? My fear about being late. I may have been feeling insecure because of work. I may have been feeling agitated, frustrated, all at the same time, right? Because we actually don't feel one feeling at all. Mm. We have just been taught as a society that we can only feel one thing. Mm. Because the kicker is, is how are you? Good. Yeah. Right? And also people before us really haven't had the capacity to even feel one emotion, let alone the full spectrum of them. I just yeah. want to add that in. It's not even just society. It's just... 100%. Mm. So can you see how I was over-expressing joy because I got flowers, but I was under-expressing everything that was actually happening? So every day, generally, we're actually pushing down maybe 400 emotions that we're not processing, right? And we're depressing those emotions. Mm. So what it means to depress is to be depressed. So when we're not feeling, we're creating stored energy in the body, also known as energy in motion, and it's getting stored and trapped. We're depressing and putting it, pushing it down with inside of ourselves, and then eventually that builds up over time. If you struggle to express, you will depress. Mm, I would usually put um, suppress rather than depress. Same, same, but different. Mm, that's Touch. how my teacher was, I was taught. Mm, yeah, I use suppress for anyone who's ever heard me say that, but yes. Um, yeah, mm. so like you really have to look at yourself and be like, if I was feeling here mad, I'm probably also furious and I possibly could be jealous. Mm. Like there's a whole heap of emotions that come along with each emotion. Like we're just horrid as a society as of explaining what we're feeling. I'm just pouring myself water, guys. <laughs> so thirsty. Um, but it's really like, if you're feeling threatened, you're probably feeling petrified. Hmm. Right? Like, we just actually don't use the words and the language that we have to describe us. Okay, so Cass, mm. from going from really struggling to feel one emotion to yes. now understanding that you possibly could be feeling four or five yes. at a time, what would be the advice you would give to someone who's realizing they're numb? It's a big <sighs> question. That's a big fucking question. Um, look, my, my, my process um, into this was obviously A, acknowledging that I obviously wasn't feeling um at all and then I really started to sit with myself like I was already meditating like this was now two years ago like I was already well into my journey but um I just started uh sitting with myself with the intention of actually feeling into my body you know for me I was so focused on what was happening in my mind and trying to to balance out it and clear my thoughts that I was com still completely disassociated from what was happening in my body. Like the thing is, if you're not feeling emotions, then you don't feel safe to actually be in your body, mm. right? That means your entire energy is basically focused in your head, right? And that's basically what it felt like for me. And so I had to consciously like actually start to work my energy down into my body. And then I was like, fuck, like, there's, there's a lot there, mm. You right? do a lot of Shakti breathing. I do a lot of Shakti breathing, yes. So that was a really big... I think I learned that around the same time. No, it would have been maybe like 12 months. I don't know. Anyways, I learned that around the same time I potentially started this journey. It was really good because I was breathing into 
um, my Shakti and just breathing into my sacrum and stuff. I do a lot of movements even when I first wake up in the morning. This is something I, I tell my clients to do, like to really connect with the sacral and the root chakra so that my like mind and my energy, and my body feel like completely aligned. But when it just comes to like feeling the full spectrum of emotions, like I have it, I have an emotions wheel. Like I, I, I just like, obviously we just pulled it up. I gave it to clients. Something that I started to pull out two to three times a day when I first started this journey, because the thing is you don't know what you don't know. I honestly only thought that you could feel happy, sad or anger. Like they were the three, maybe frustration, maybe, but that was really like, that was as far as my kind of like emotional depth went. So if you're in this space and you are kind of like under emotional at this point, then you need to actually build up a language or like a vocabulary of what emotions actually are or like what the Mm -hmm. list of them are. So yes, at first you need to intellectually understand them, but over time you'll start to be able to go, oh, I'm feeling this thing in my body, okay? That must be this emotion, right? Mm. And then I'd love to hear from you, like in terms of someone who is obviously like quote unquote overly emotional, like what is, how do you kind of, what are you experiencing in that space? So if we went back to when I was hyper emotional, so it was like this black pit. I never stopped being sad. Mm. I always felt too much. Is this the exact question? Yeah. Cool. Right? And I always felt like there was always so much emotion because I was emotionally charged. Does that make sense? So mm. I was always bringing that emotion to everyone else. Mm. Um, today I feel neutral a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Like the whole point isn't to be happy. And I think this is really yes. where I, um, this is something I work really big on my clients with is like, they're like, I just want to be happy. And I'm like, you want to be content. Mm. Like, I'm not telling you how to feel, but if you wanted to be happy all the time, imagine a child who's happy all the time running around the beach. That's the level of energy you're expecting from yourself. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of energy. How can one withstand that in their whole life? Right. Mm. If you want to be happy and have that much energy, awesome. Yeah, if you can keep that up, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> right? So it's really important that we actively understand what we're seeking and actively understand where we're at. Mm. Like, in a lot of things we talk about, like, I went to therapy for years and no one ever explained any of this shit to me. Yeah. Like, it's really important that you understand the things we're talking about are just direct reflections from our own lives. Becoming emotionally out of my hole was like learning that my emotions was an indicator to what I desired so so many people say when we do readings they're like I already knew all of that Mm. because they've been pointed in the right directions by their emotions like oh maybe they felt like a spark when they talked about going to Bali that's just me but like you feel you can feel it like you actually can't really be very intuitive if you're not if you're in the head. Yeah, well you have to be in your in your body and this is why we talk about the emotions so much in this podcast given it's obviously about like being psychic. It's like you being psychic is not an intellectual thing, right? Yeah. It is a completely feelings and intuition based and that like if you're not connected to your body and your intuition, then you can't be intuitive. You can't be psychic. And like when we are really in our head, we're very much self gaslighting. So for those who don't know what that is, it's where you actually beat yourself up. 
So mm. it's like, oh, like I'm going to do a psychic reading, but I'm not good enough and I shouldn't do that. And then I can't do that. And I don't have the skills, right? So it's like that kind of vibe inside of your head. Like, and if you're trying to show up as a psychic in that energy, you're really going to struggle because you actually have to be high vibrational mm. to speak with your guides. And that's why psychic development and personal development go hand in hand. Mm. You saw that written on my website. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, like so many people, like you can't be psychic unless you actually trust yourself. Mm. Big one. Yeah. And so many people talk about like, I don't have the self-trust. Or I don't have the self-love. Like, to do it, just do it. So it's like really starting at the start, doing the shadow work, understanding the aspects of yourself, like understanding how you feel in a moment. I'm sure there's people who turn up to work every day and don't feel safe. Like, they feel like they're going to get bullied or Susie's going to be mean to them. Mm. But they go every day, day in and day out, and they've numbed themselves to it. Yeah, same about that life. Whether you guys are under expressing or over expressing your emotions i really invite you to uh let's just say if you're over expressing right now uh seek support seek support yeah absolutely and like know that it is just that it is just an over expression right yeah you don't have to stay the same yeah they there gets to be neutrality because that's the space that we sit in we, didn't, we haven't even spoken about this but we're fucking triggered all the time yeah, like 90 times a day minimum. 90 times a day we're triggered. But the thing is, what we have developed within ourselves is an ability to be triggered, to recognize it, to work through it, and move on. Yeah, sometimes it takes two days. It can take... I'm still in one from... I, it took me a week recently to, yeah. to work through one. And I'm very open about that, right? We can actually hold a lot of things. Like, just as like I've told today, you can hold a lot of emotions. Mm. As a human being, we can hold a lot of things. But because we've been so trained that, oh, how are you? I'm only allowed to say one thing. We've only been taught we can hold one thing. Mm. But we can hold, like, a fucking army truck of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And awarenesses and downloads and activations. And everyone's just constantly, and something so in my healer community that's really showing itself to me is like, oh my gosh, I have a problem. Like I have to mute my business or like I'm over here and I'm going to jump offline because I can't hold my current emotion. Mm. And I'm just kind of, I'm watching it on the online space, but I'm also seeing it in my real life that just having one thing is enough for people right now. Yeah. And like, it's learning that right now that's their energetic capacity but that doesn't have to be yours just because you've witnessed it play out elsewhere yeah and i guess i just really want to add like, especially as someone who's like new to the emotional space <laughs> like one thing i'm 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 noticing like and again i'm sure gabrielle would would agree it's like i uh, i can feel happiness or joy but also then still be feeling some sadness yeah underneath right and that's what we're trying to say like, it's actually really fucking okay if you're feeling a wide spectrum of emotions. And that means that you can feel, I don't want to say positive and negative, so I'm going to say you can feel happiness and sadness. You can feel, you can experience the duality mm. of it at one time. And that's fucking okay. All we're saying is don't suppress either, either of them. Yeah, right? like we actually have to process daily. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, if you're ignoring some emotions, they get stored in your body, right? And then it's energy stored in there. 
right? That's going to fucking hurt when you're trying to rip it out later or you have breath work and have a somatic release or you're just experiencing something else or you have that trigger and emotion come back up and you are transported back to that time. Like I experienced... You're picking on me. I, I was picking on myself sitting in this exact chair the other day when I had that trigger. Oh, I thought you were picking on me for my breath work experience. No, but also day. that, but that's like, that's like a normal thing. But like, that's it. <laughs> That's normal. Normal is walks in, I'm screaming, you know, sounds like I'm dying, but I'm breathing kind of vibes, you know? Yeah, that's like normal in this house. Like, oh, someone's crying, someone's screaming. Oh, that's normal because like we allow ourselves to be completely fucking expressed here. Mm. Can you imagine like little kids like going to the beach and screaming like we do as adults? Mm. How cute would that be? I know. Well, I really hope that kids do that and they just have parents that allow them to express themselves like that. Yeah. The kids kids want to do it. It's whether or not the parent will allow them to if it's not too triggering for the parent. How dare you be so expressed when I myself cannot be expressed. Yeah. So that's a whole other fucking can of worms, kids. Yeah, and there's just so much in this space. Like... This podcast, let's just be really fucking transparent about this podcast. Mm. We actually do this podcast off our own back. Mm. So we don't have anyone sponsoring us. And we only come on here and share a quarter, like not even a quarter, mm. the f- a fraction of our knowledge. Yeah. Like we're not sponsored. It's not a paid podcast. We're just giving our free time to talk about our lives. And I think it's something really important that people bring up in podcasts now. I've kind of, so many people, like I've talked to my clients who I'm like, are you going to run a podcast? They're like, oh, that's really time consuming. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. So someone gets to know you, right? Mm. So I just want to remind you guys, we're only here talking about a little aspect of the stuff you could come and work with us together, right? Mm. This is a core, like, I don't even know, one night. This is not even a fucking like drop in the ocean ocean of the shit that we... So if, know and do and are. So if you feel like this podcast really expands your mind, I really want you to reflect on the fact that this is just like crappy bottom tea that you drink that's really strong. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Is it really? Yeah, no. It I just made me think of that green tea at dinner the other I night. really was thinking about that yeah. too and I gave you the drink. Thank you. And yeah. I really was sad because I didn't want them. <laughs> Anyways. We took ourselves out for dinner. We then also took ourselves out for Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's been a week of food. Yeah, I love it. Let's. Um, do you have anything else to add or should we, should we wrap up? I feel like this has been good. I think it's been fun. Yeah, I think just to, just to tie it in a nice little bow, because that's what I like to do. You know, whether you are under-expressing or over-expressing right now, we really invite you to connect with yourself and just feel absolutely fucking everything. Because... We're humans and that's what we're supposed to do. And we both just want to see the world shift into a more kind and loving space with more emotionally regulated human beings. And when you are an emotionally regulated human being, you're a more intuitive and psychic human being because you're no longer in fear. You're running off your intuition. Yeah, and you become mag. That's when you actually become Fun. magnetic. I, you'll see that Cass and I really don't talk about this shit because the actual work that takes you to get to a place of magnetism mm. is like, hey, come jump in my world for twelve months. Yeah, and we're not going to do anything but work on emotional emotions regulation, 
understanding frequency, understanding yourself. Like, I'm not even talking about psychic development. Literally That's a not. whole different can of worms. Like, mm. you can come and work with me for nine months to be intuitive, right? You can come and jump into my new course that's coming out. Um, and you'll be intuitive, but that doesn't give me the space or time to even go through the emotional fucking work. Yeah. And you, there's no point. Otherwise, you're going to end up being an unembodied healer or psychic mm. if you haven't done the background work that's needed to get you there. Mm. So yeah, my, my, my clients right now all stepped into my space seeking work to be, you know, more spiritual and more intuitive and, you know, it's all emotional work to get them there. Mm. And so many people, I don't know, I know this doesn't happen in your world, but I get a lot of people who are like, I'm just too scared to know myself. Mm. If you're too scared to know yourself, you are re really running from nothing because I used to say that all the time when I was in my dark, deep hole. I don't want to know myself. I don't, I just want to sit with myself, but I can't. Like, I just kept running. Like, every time I'd meditate, I'd pick up my phone. That just shows how unsafe it is for you to be with yourself. And please find someone to support you in that. Because you fucking deserve to love yourself. And, like, there's a, let's do, like, a whole self-love one next week. Because mm. I'd like to dive into my new awarenesses about self-love. Cool. Just from watching people in my life. It's been pretty deep. But mm. um, I think we're done. Should we talk about the things that are happening in our life? Yeah, you go first. What's happening okay. in your life? So I'm about to launch a brand new program. So it's going to be a group program. It's going to run for nine months. It's all about activating your healer frequency inside of you. So you get to be a full-time healer. Um, so doors will be opening soon. If that sounds like something you want to do, you want to be certified message me now because there will be a discounted rate for when it first comes out you'll save over a thousand dollars i actually think it's two thousand mm. dollars um so if you've ever wanted to work with me to become a healer message me now um otherwise readings and all the things are open um it's not too late to jump into shadow release um if you're wanting to do shadow work it is a fucking amazing course if i do say so myself um uh, we have our event on Inui this weekend mm -hmm. and next week we have it at Hum Studio at DY. Look at me knowing. Um and then I also have an absolute online free breathwork ceremony this Sunday at 6 p.m. Mm. So if you've ever wanted to do breathwork with me and you're listening to this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's not too late to join us. Just head to your sacred ritual instagram and you'll see in the bio sign up for free come join us you don't have to have cacao to come it's fucking epic if you do but there's like 40 people now amazing so i'm pumped cool um so for me i just have some private mentoring spaces open so if you've kind of vibe with some of the stuff i've been talking to you about today and you know that you do want to kind of just like tap into your body more decondition yourself out of the rat race of your fucking mind and then like work towards being a more emotionally regulated fucking intuitive human being i'm your gal hit me up all the details are below um readings and healings as per usual and then please make sure that you're on my email list if you want to learn tarot because I will be relaunching my live tarot course, which is called Tarot for Beginners in March. 
and it's coming back bigger and better than ever so very excited that'll be the third time i've been running this mm, we're in our same evolution because this is my third soul healer yeah i love that which is being rebranded yeah so big things happening in my space mm. that's it well thank you for tuning into this week's episode like always hope to see you next week and until then stay intuitive stay emotional and have a fucking good week bye guys <laughs>